Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned-out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Naomi Campbell in quarantine, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz, and welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And let's do a check-in. How are you all feeling out there? Is this quarantine getting to you? Are you happy? Are you checking in with yourself? Are you, you know, going through all the emotions? I hope that on, what is this, week three? Do we not even know what day or month it is anymore? I sure don't. Um, but what I wanted to tell you is that I hope... Wherever you are in your quarantine or unquarantined, hopefully you are at home and healthy. And if you are not, if you are on the mend, like many people are, please, please get better soon, right? We, I need you all to just be happy and healthy. And hopefully today's little podcast will help you heal through a little laughter. Maybe I could bring you some, <laughs> you know, just he- healing Healing smiles and healing thoughts. And with that said, I'm doing something a little different today on In Your Mouth because, as we know, the restaurant industry is suffering and there isn't a lot that's happening that we don't already know that's like moving and shaking in the food world. And, you know, like Jose Andres is out there saving the people and the restaurants are trying to do their best and Whole Foods may go on strike and all of that madness is happening. But I thought I'd bring you a little joy via my old friend, Jonathan Valdez. Now, I met Jonathan Valdez way back when we were all starting blogging, like, you know, like blog spot blogging, honey, years ago. So Jonathan Valdez has been a pop culture and fashion journalist in New York City for over 10 years. I think we may have even met via Twitter, but I'll have to ask him when I call him. Um, his popular celebrity 
the gossip and fashion website Orange Juice and Biscuits, get into it, peoples, has allowed him to be uh, official press at New York Fashion Week for 10 seasons. Valdez has attended and covered numerous brand and industry events, as well as interview countless celebrities. He has been seen on NBC, ABC, CBS, girl, she has been around the block and then back around again. Uh, my favorite thing that Jonathan does is the U.S. Weekly Fashion Police Top Cop, where he like comments on people's fashion choices. So I just thought it would be fun to talk about, uh, talk to him, you know, hear his story and all that jazz. Let's get him on the phone now. Yes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How are you? Hi. How are you? In your mouth, listeners, give a big shout out from your quarantined living rooms, kitchens, bedrooms, bathrooms to Miss Jonathan Valdez. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Thank you, In Your Mouth um, audience. And to Michael, thank you so much for having me here. Well, thank you for taking time out of your very busy uh, quarantine life day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, coming to you live from Harlem, New York, New York. Yes, uh, uh, represent Harlem. How? Let you know what? Let's just do the check-in. How are you? How are you emotionally? How are you physically? How is all of that? So we can just you know talk about it. move it off the plate, if you will, for the food podcast. I'm good. Um, So I just moved into my new apartment, um, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. And it literally like right off the, like right by the skin of my teeth, because I got an email yesterday saying that no more move-ins or move-outs were going to be allowed. So um, I'm good, but I needed time to kind of rest and process everything. And now that I have, I mean, I, I've, I've been trying to keep positive. I'm, I'm doing a lot of projects that we'll talk about later, but um, I don't know. I'm good for the most part, but last night I like low-key had a little cry just because sometimes it's okay to let emotions out. But other than that, I'm fabulous. <laughs> yes, listen, like Marlo Thomas said on, on her, you know, um, uh, on her, that famous old musical of hers, you know, Free to Be You and Me, uh-huh. It's All Right to Cry. Crying gets the sad out of you. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just like a mix of emotions, but it was like, because I saw that the Empire State Building was turning red and they had like a siren effect going for like all of the emergency workers and to represent what's going on. Those kind of things get to me, like everything else I'm like Gucci with. But then when I see like the Empire State Building doing a salute, like I break down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like during this time, we often forget, I think that there are other things happening in the world and happening to people. I mean, I have a friend whose dog isn't doing very well right now. Right. And like that, that kind of got to me yesterday you know and our people like um battling cancer are coming through at with joyous news that it's like gone and they're free of like you know like like yeah. there's like a good there's equally good and bad news out there that's not related to this thing exactly yeah, you know and there's so much the world is still happening you know we're still pushing forward like a great news like a friend of mine that i've known forever her son just got into brown which is an ivy league college but it was really great because he's an african-american male so i'm super excited for him yeah and that's amazing so congrats yeah. shout out to you 
yeah. And I was like, you know, we'd love to see that. So there's, you know, you have to look for the good in what is happening. Yes. And if, and if you have a down moment, you know what, live, I say live in the space. I'm going to give you an Oprah. Uh, We're going to be Oprah and Gail right now. (laughs) You know, live in the space, live in your truth, recognize, recognize what that is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then figure out how to move past. Right. But you have to give, you have to give that a, a, a moment of, of, of recognition and and live through that space for a second right. and then and then move on you know yes yeah, like being at a fabulous cocktail party you see the emotion you say hey girl and you talk to her for a bit and then you keep it pushing yeah that's <laughs> a, that's it and speaking about cocktail parties we are in a day of celebration did you know that that today is a day of celebration oh what are we celebrating national sourdough day girl I love a good sourdough. Let me tell you, I wish we could cheers with a sourdough, a ciabatta. Is a ciabatta sourdough? No, I, 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 that's two different things. Uh, ciabatta is like, I think it means slipper, right? It's like Italian for slipper because that's ciabatta. Yeah, that's what what the shape oh, is. Oh, Chibata be kidding me. Chibata, <laughs> Chibata, get out of my face. <laughs> yeah. So sourdough, I love that because um, I'm from Texas and we had the Jack in the Box and they always had a sourdough Jack and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love a good sourdough too, even though uh, this quarantine life, I'm my carb intake is very little and there's certainly no bread in the house. But have you seen <laughs> all uh, all the people? Because everybody's everybody's uh, Giada De Laurentiis on Instagram right now. They and sure are. With, the, with their... With their sourdough starters, everybody has like a, a starter now. Oh, really? They you know, sure are, they're just like Giada with their breast out and about and like <laughs> shaken when they chop, like she seems to do on her show. Yeah, <laughs> that's not on purpose, though. Not on purpose. Right? Exactly. Oh, my bosom's shaking whilst I dice these onions. Yeah, um, everyone's a chef. Um, everyone is showing what they're doing or preparing things some are better than others but you know I think cooking like for me like a singing or doing you know my podcast or whatever is a great stress relief I think a lot of people feel that cooking is a stress relief I've always said that uh, cooking can be a great stress relief and the haters out there yes I'm talking to you haters um, have been like no I just hate it it's not it's stressful for me but uh, Listen, I haven't called you out on Instagram yet, but I see some of you out there who have said this to me that now all you do is post cooking videos, madams. Oh, they're <laughs> coming for your gig, girl. <laughs> you honey, should say that, oh, now you're coming for my gig. Honey, you know I'm the OG of this queer food uh, movement. Exactly. Honey. Explosion. Um, so before we move on to anything else, especially being the OGs um, in our respective businesses for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, uh, I always hearken back to the gay voices in history on the pod, as you may or may not know. And um, on this day in gay history, in 1985, um, the Harvey Milk School, a city-funded high school for LGBT teenagers in New York City, begins classes in a Greenwich Village church with the initial mm-hmm. enrollment of 20 students. Wow, we love that. Go um, Harvey Milk. Yeah, I didn't realize that the Harvey Milk School began that long ago. 
Yeah. Good. I mean, it makes, I guess it kind of makes sense because in the 80s with all of the AIDS epidemic and things like that, um, 20 students, that's a big start. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. In the, in 85, I, I thought that was like a little bit of like uplifting, inspirational, yeah. um, you know, information, factoids for this day in gay history and what we're going through right now that even through an epidemic then I didn't even think about this even through an epidemic then like beautiful things were happening yeah and I think that you know I think a lot of people are going through things but it's bringing back people to their art and their creativity whether it be food or whether it be you know singing or painting or going live like I'm doing you know I think that it's allowing people to have kind of this renaissance of creativity. And I think that that is really special. Yeah, I I completely, completely agree. And speaking of renaissance men in creativity, (laughs) (laughs) let's talk a little bit about you. Um, We've known each other for quite some time, haven't we? I know. I think I met you, you were having a launch party for one of your projects like in 2010 or 11 or 12 or something like that. that It was 2010. I felt like we met before that though, no? Like via the Twitter. Via the Twitterverse, we were part of like mm-hmm. a group of gay bl- like bloggers back then. Each yes. one of us doing something very, very different. I was the food guy. You were the fashion guy. There yeah. was like a, a culture. We were like the queer eye for the straight guy, but right. like of like the blogging Before the Twitter. Reboot. Yeah, you yeah. know. No, it was great. I mean, yes, and I proudly say, you know, I was in the original group of bloggers, and those events that they used to do for the brands were insane. There would be, like, five a night, and you would just go, like, to event to event, having to figure out which one to go to, and they spent so much money on these things, and then they started getting, like, weird and petty and having their favorites, but, you know, I think that cream always rises to the top and it's always like being Madonna and reinventing yourself and staying current. And I'm really happy with where I am now. And I'm glad that I'm not just still one of those people who are trying to go to a party. <laughs> uh, hello. You know what? I won't turn down an invite, but right. I, I completely agree. And I love the message of uh, reinvention. Cause as we know, I've had, I myself too have had to re- reinvent myself and, yes. you know, like, you know, just uh, zhuzh the wheel, if you will, you know, exactly. more than more than once, more than once. Zhuzh just take the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, you have to, you know, and it's like, I, I, I respect your hustle and that, you know, you're doing great things and the podcast congratulations seems to be going so well and you've interviewed a few of my friends and it's fabulous. And, you know, I think that there's so much going on, but I think that people will find those true talents and they will be the ones to shine, like always. Yeah, girl, they're coming for you. I can hear it in the background. <laughs> girl, they are coming for my gig, my Hide your stash, girl. <laughs> right, I know, right? These sirens have been insane. But, I know, it's um, all day, every day here by the Times Square studio. Um, You said you're from Texas. Where in Texas? And what is your background? Oh, yes. She's getting real Oprah in here. Am I going to cry by the end of this interview? No, I haven't had a, I haven't had a crier on the pod yet. So maybe. Okay. Yeah, there's a first for everything. No. Yes, I'm from Texas. I'm from a small town called Bay City, Texas. It's an hour and 30 minutes south of Houston. So Houston, Texas, baby. So I grew up with 
Beyonce and Destiny's Child in the beginning, and I used to see her perform for the opening of an envelope. Like, literally, she hustled and everything. My favorite Destiny's Child Beyonce um, story is that I saw them open up for Christina Aguilera for her Come On Over tour. So Beyonce and Michelle and Kelly opened up for Christina Aguilera. <laughs> wow, wow, guys. Wow. Listen, we got all the tea here on In Your Mouth. <laughs> in Houston, yes. So that was cool. So yeah, I'm from Houston, um, the Houston area, I guess. Um, really the um, Gulf Coast. Yeah, uh, so you're, you're like kind of close to the border, yes? No. No? Uh, no. <laughs> Whoops. She, she didn't do well in geography, guys. Right. No, no, but I am a Latina. I am a Mexican-American. And yeah, so basically... For anybody who's confused, I am just like Selena, how she was like, I'm not Mexican enough for the Mexicans and white enough for the white people, or her dad said that. Like, I, she actually is from a town that's like 35, 40 minutes away from me when she lived I, in Lake Jackson. I have, so. I have been, uh, I thought she was from Corpus Christi, no? Or she is, is, but like her dad and her family, like they started out in Lake Jackson. Oh, things I didn't know, because I've been to Corpus Christi. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ran- so. Randomly. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Listen, here on the pod, we love to ce- celebrate, you know, our queer POC brothers and sisters in all veins, especially food, obviously, because it's a food podcast. Yeah. But today we're doing a little something different and bringing you the fashions, darling. We're bringing it to the runway, yes. honey. Bring it to the runway, runway. <laughs> honey, while you gagging, you know she bring it to you every time. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Hmm. But I love to do a little look. Yes. I mean, we're going to talk about that in a second. But what um, I love that your blog has always been called Orange Juice and Biscuits. Why Orange Juice and Biscuits? Yeah. And definitely it ties into the food theme of this podcast. Um, So I started my kind of well, I started my broadcast career in Texas at Texas State University, and Orange Juice and Biscuits was originally a morning radio talk show called Orange Juice and Biscuits Morning Talk Worth Waking For. And my co-host, um, AJ Brown, who's now doing comedy in Chicago, she was my OG co-host. She came up with the name. And um, so she was like, we don't want to be like AJ and Jonathan in the morning. Like she wanted it to be something really cute and clever. So she came up with orange juice and biscuits. So it's all, you know, AJ Brown's fabulous work. And I've, she's, you know, allowed me to continue using the name, which is great because we created together and she's doing her own thing. And then I had another co-host who finished out the the time that I did the show and her name is Mandy Dugan, Amanda Dugan. And she is actually a fabulous newscaster on the NBC News. Um, I believe it's called KXAN in Austin, Texas. So the right. alumni of OJ and B do fabulous that. things. Shout out to you, Mandy Dugan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we know people who know people on In Your Mouth, okay? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm really, really proud of her. I love that. I love that. And so why, why fashion? Like, where did, where did the love, have you always been like just into it? Like, you know, pulling down the drapes as a child and, and wearing them around the house? I think my first fashion moment was like in junior high where we had like a Valentine's Day dance, I think. And I'd always worn like, you know, super fun 90s, like loud prints, like cartoon character shirts. And then 
I was a big fan of teen movies and I just, I think subconsciously wanted like a reveal. So I remember wearing like a white dress shirt and khakis and like brown boots, like a very nineties dress up thing. And I remember walking through the cafeteria doors and everyone being like, oh my gosh, Jonathan. And I think that's when I really knew like the power of a look, you know, I think early on and, and that, that always stuck with me, but it's never really been fashion. It's always been um, entertainment and celebrity news. Like I used to watch um, Entertainment Tonight when it was John Tesh and Mary Hart when I was little before people really liked pop culture and fashion. Like now everyone talks about it and it's super trendy, but I used to get made fun of for knowing so much about celebrities. Um, actually, somebody once said, like, why does Jonathan know more about J-Lo than I knew, know about my own mom? And then somebody else, like the theater kids used to make fun of me in high school. I remember this one queen, she, I was like trying to talk to them and she was like, go away, Mandy. We won't be missing you like candy. Oh. And I was like, uh, you <laughs> know? So yeah, it was like, and I remember this girl in science class and was like, ew, it's weird. You're, why are you so weird? Like, why do you know so much about celebrities? So it's always been celebrities. And the way fashion came in is because when I was doing my blog, my first story was about Lindsay Lohan um, walking away from a party and all this clouds of smoke, um, you know, was coming, were, was coming from her shoes. And then I started kind of dipping into fashion and looking into fashion. And then I went to visit New York in 2009 and I went to two fashion shows and I wrote about them like two months later like not even thinking that it was a big deal and then all these fashion people started like the designer wrote and was like thank you for covering me and the fashion world kind of embraced me but I also realized that I'm obsessed with celebrities and the fashion shows are where they're at so that is why I started covering fashion for the celebrity element and then Honestly, the fashion community at the time really just like took me in and started to inviting me to everything. So, so, it just so what sense. you're saying is the the fashion community are hungry bottoms. Eight one hundred percent. They were like, "Ooh, a new news outlet. What's this?" You know. And it's interesting because you know a lot of people, you know, like they were. If you had a blog, you were that girl, and it was just so interesting, you know, how that worked. And then they started kind of looking at like numbers and stuff, which is dumb in my opinion because you never really actually know how much what someone's reach is because the numbers don't really tell you what's going on behind the scenes and who yeah. you know. And to me, it's always been quality over quantity. So. Yeah, it's, um, I completely, completely agree. And uh, back when we met and all I was doing was writing recipes and just kind of uh, that my blog at the time was just basically uh, food through my eyes. So it was like a diary that just happened right. to incorporate food. And somehow I fell in, like the fashion people kind of grasped onto me too. Because I think there was one fashion, the only fashion week that I ever went to um, yeah was uh we were there together not like we didn't go together but like we had yeah. come across each other and you were like yes right um yeah i, re I remember just, that fondly right because um i was official press at mercedes-benz fashion week for 10 years all of the seasons i mean 10 seasons the all the seasons that they did it at lincoln center and it was such a different vibe then because it was a central hub and now everyone it's just not the same there's no central hub. It's all over New York City. It's just like a hot mess express. And, you know, it's just like, um, it's just interesting because, you know, like I've been doing this for going on 11 years now, maybe even 12, like 12, no, 10, 11 years. 
and I'll get a fashion week invite and they'll be like, you're standing. And I'm like, I'm not standing. Like, absolutely not. So it's like, do your research, know your history, like know who I am. Cause I just think that that's like disrespectful because it's like, at that moment, it's like, know who you want in the room, you know? And I'm like, I've been doing this for too long to be a seat filler. And I don't mean to be cocky. I just know my worth. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, what's your worth? It's some of the best advice ever given to me a very long time ago. Know what you're worth. It's like, no, honey, like I will not like, you know, and then you have people who are amazing, like Nobis, who's a fashion brand that I um, went to an event with recently. Like some people called it like the last party in New York city before all this Corona stuff happened and you can't have any gatherings right now um but they were fabulous and they they're like you know you're vip we're gonna get photos photos with you and the celebrity we're gonna send you a car to come you know so there's those brands like that who get it and i appreciate those brands yeah so. uh, i mean those brands from me are <laughs> are not as glamorous but so but still fabulous <laughs> thank you taco bell hidden valley ranch you know yes, we love that i'm like Fra- can i get on those lists please frank's frank's red hot day. you know things that keep me skinny <laughs> right exactly no we love those those food brands listen i want to touch um kind of uh i want to touch back i should say on something you mentioned about like the fashion bullying and uh, through high school, just just cause um, I always say that I never know who's listening to the pod. And in celebrating queer uh, people, especially queer POC people, um, doing fabulous things that aren't necessarily mainstream, we're not like, you know, the Kim Kardashians of the world. Um, right. uh, they need to hear our stories. You know, they need to yeah. hear. I think it's important because each one of our stories of of coming up and coming out is different and equally as important. And you never know who it may touch. And so it seems like you had a little bit of a difficult time in high school. Would you mind sharing your coming out story? Um, My coming out story as in like how I came out or yeah. how I grew up. How, how you came up and if they're tied together, how you how you grew up too. Yeah, I mean, I came out later in life, like after I moved to New York. And it was one of those things where people are like, oh, well, people obviously knew. And I'm like, but it's not about that. I think it's about everyone's journey and mm-hmm. your self-acceptance. And even today, like, I mean, I know like the younger generation is a lot more gender fluid and accepting and stuff. But I think that my advice to anyone listening is like, let people follow their own journey because you don't know. And it's not fair to try to, it's not like a got you game. And it's not like, oh, well, like, how are you? not this or you know you're this or were you ever this that and the other or how did you ever think I think that that kind of people don't understand that no matter what you identify is is that it's a process and it's something that you have to go through and I think when people come out especially like celebrities and they're like oh well we knew honey it's like it's not about that you know it's like one you never really know anything and two it's about that person's process and journey and what that means to them. So that being said, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, I grew up in a small town in Texas and I got made fun of a lot. People called me gay, fag, all that stuff. And it was just really um, hurtful at the time. But um, I think you, you, I used that kind of just to go further. And I, I'm not, you know, being sarcastic when I say that I used to get made fun of for loving celebrities and pop culture. It was just weird. And I guess people thought it was gay, you know, and it was just certain things that like are still triggering now. Like, I mean, I'm so happy for progress, but it's like, I would want to, you know, I love Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and Mariah Carey. And even like, if I wanted to like be in theater or 
um, be in choir and sing like a Mariah song, people would be like, that's a girl song. So now I see all these guys just like throwing out covers of like girl songs and like, I'm so happy for them, but a little bit of me is kind of like, oh, well that sucks. Cause like when I tried to pioneer that shit, you know, like it was shut down. So, you know, it's just stuff like that, that, you know, you're glad for progress, but you still are kind of dealing all, you know, dealing with letting go of some of that baggage. And, and yeah, I mean, I think that my biggest victory is really turning in that thing that people are like, oh my God, ew, why do you know so much, so much about celebrities? You're weird. And turning it into a career and turning into something that has been so vital to me that if I didn't know so much about celebrities, I wouldn't have all these opportunities to talk about them, share my passion and know my knowledge. And one of the reasons why I wanted to really, you know, dive back into, you know, doing the blog more and doing a podcast is because I see all these people that are talking about pop culture of the 90s and 2000s and they're not accurate they don't know their facts and they don't know what they're talking about I'm like honey move over like we're you know like if you're gonna do it do it accurately and do it right so yeah that's kind of like a a nutshell of my story is like it wasn't easy but um I you always have to if you're passionate about something keep going and I'm telling you like I remember nobody used to think that pop culture was cool and now everyone does, which is fabulous. So it's just keeping that and turning those negatives into a positive. No, it's a beautiful testimony to living your truth, which is what I, yes. I, I, I love, I love about your story, you know, like co- you. coming up and pushing through and living in your truth, living yes. in, in what you felt was right and still feel is right. And look, and look at you now, honey, you, yes. you are, you got like us weekly and you got the news calling you and you got the, your podcast. Yes, <laughs> you got- thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like, listen, I, if I would have been like, Oh yeah, this is dumb. I need to not, but like literally I like eat, sleep and breathe like celebrity like entertainment news and so it's just something that I've always really loved to talk about and do and back then you really you didn't have the internet so you had to go out and buy the magazines and watch the news the entertainment tonight and the MTV and the TRL to find out what was going on and excuse me to find out what was going on and I knew all the tea about Britney all the tea about all the teen queens about you know, Christina, Mariah, like everyone, Jennifer Love Hewitt, like I knew all the tea because I did my research um, through, I had my Teen People subscription, my Rolling Stone subscription, you know, my (laughs) TV guy, like all those things, you know, it's like you have to be passionate about it because there wasn't no notification that just dropped down on your phone. You had to do your research. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, duh. Um, I love that. I love everything about it. And my favorite thing is, is that you love to talk about pop culture news, which I think is a great way to segue into my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the pod. Are you ready, Jonathan, for a little bit of food news update? Yes. Food news. Food news. Honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. A golden retriever is delivering groceries to his neighbor who is self-quarantined. Aww. Isn't that lovely? That's so nice to him. So they just like strap on the groceries. And like... <laughs> speaking, speaking of crying during, during this pod. 
So I, I, I just found this delightful and we need good news these days. So in Manito, I think that's how you say it, Manito Springs, Colorado, a seven-year-old golden retriever named Sonny has been helping out his neighbor, Renee Hellman, according to the KKTV 11 News. Sonny and his owner, Karen Eleventh have lived next to Hellman for more than a decade. Hellman's health issues and reliance on oxygen to breathe put her at high risk for getting sick from obviously the coronavirus. So 11th and her pup teamed up to get groceries for her. It's simple. Sunny is in charge of retrieving Hellman's grocery list. list. Uh, 11th buys the groceries and then Sunny delivers them all. Oh, oh my gosh, that is so cute. Isn't it? Uh, little things like Sunny coming over to visit is nice and it makes you feel good, Hellman told the KKTV 11 News. It's a way of communicating. Oh, yes. Oh, we love that. And the dog probably loves the attention. Right? And like, it, like I'm sure it's like Sunny's get, uh, getting all treats all, all the way around. Right. So. She's getting snaps. Good for that family and that dog. That's so cute. Right. We're, we're here for it. And you know what? Shout out to you, Sunny. You're like the pup of the, of the month. Yes. Pup of the month. The it girl. The it pup. <laughs> Subway apologizes after a location advertised free medical masks for customers who bought two sandwiches. Girl, (laughs) I wish y'all could have seen (laughs) Jonathan's face. It was a, it was a mixture of like acid reflux meets like smelling like sour fish and just pure disgust all around. So I was like, what, like, like chain owner, like of the subway, thought that that was a good marketing tool, (laughs) especially when. Like all these hospitals need masks and things. How are you going to yeah. do that? Why do exactly. you think? What made you think that that was a good idea? I know people are just disrespectful. It's like this one girl on Instagram. She made like a bikini out of face mask, and I'm like, no, ma'am. People need those. Get that off your hoo ha and get you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw um a crafting video this morning of some woman making a face mask out of a used bra. Oh, well, that's good, though. I, don't, like... I, I was like, I don't know if that actually works. And was that Brock cleaned, girl? <laughs> oh, right. As, I mean, as long as she's not, like, donating it. Like, right? <laughs> if that's, like, just for her. Or maybe some people are into it. Who knows? Her generosity um, cup runneth over. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. What yeah. size was that cup? No, this, so this article is from Business Insider. And... Um, I quote, free medical masks to protect you and your kids read a large sign outside a Calgary subway location. Buy any two regular sandwiches and get one free mask. Obviously, the internet went crazy over this. And Subway apologized on Twitter in response to a tweet shaming uh, like waterfall. A representative didn't, for the company did not respond immediately to Business Insider's request for further comment. We are aware of this situation and have taken action to remove the sign from this location. This does not reflect our core brand values and the great efforts of our network of local restaurant owners in this difficult time. Right. Yikes. Yikes. They're going to get, they're going to get a slap on the wrist in that franchise that, because, <laughs> oh, Yeah. Hello. And I mean, are, are we still eating Subway? Didn't, uh, did they take out the yoga mat ingredients that they found in the bread? Do you, 
You remember Wait, that? Were, no, there were. I used to love me a, a five dollar foot long, honey. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. What turned me off is when I went on tour uh, when I was a big old musical theater queen, and I got to the UK someplace and went into the subway, and it, it smelled exactly the same as an American. And I go, how is this possible? Like, are they are they like Abercrombie fitching it and just pumping like the scent through the air vents? It was the bread. You think it was fake? disgusting i it like turned me off it turned me off that it was so manufactured of a scent and then um a long time ago i this is years ago now um some a blogger came out and she wasn't even a food blogger at the time but she was a very very popular blogger came out and found out that whatever chemical they were adding to the bread was the same chemical they used to make yoga mats Oh, oh my, Subway, well. Yes, I think they've uh, since then taken that out, right? Um, so this is well, all. I guess I won't be getting a news. foot long. I haven't had Subway in years. <laughs> so neither have I. Well, you know what? Um, Subway, Subway's at it again. <laughs> right. Subway has a long, a not so good long history. And I, it, I can safely say, I think that you and I both greatly disapprove. <laughs> The CEO of Texas Roadhouse has given up his salary and the company will use the money to benefit restaurant employees. Isn't that great? Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting that people are doing that, but I did see something on Instagram that was like, if it only takes the salary of one CEO to pay an entire company, maybe we're doing it wrong. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, completely agreed. I mean, it's it's not as that simple. Like, it's complex, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but I've seen uh, former restaurants that I work at that are owned by very, very wealthy people. Dare I say, celebrities. Um, mm-hmm. One of the wealthiest um, um, OG celebrities, for that matter, that are, like, starting fundraising uh, for their um, employees via their patrons and I'm like you realize that between the three owners of this restaurant y'all could cover them for the entire duration of this yeah, thing no, and then you're some, right you know yeah because yeah, it's like unfortunately those um, restaurant employees aren't making like six-figure salaries like no you know. <laughs> they're ba- they're barely making double digits at that right you know exactly. sometimes but i i thought this was a, a hopeful food yeah, news no, update 100%. to end on kent taylor ceo and president of the restaurant change will forgo his base salary and incentive bonus from the pay period beginning march 18th 2020 and continuing through january 7th 2021 according to a recent filing with the u.s securities and exchange commission the filing which was submitted last week went on to say that the money will be used to assist frontline hourly restaurant employees he was compensated about 1.36 million in 2018 according to usa today he goes on to say i have always said we are a people first company that just happens to serve steaks giving up my salary is the least i could do to show my commitment to that belief he uh finishes saying we will never take your trust for granted and remember local communities across america will be stronger on the other side of this con- crisis he concluded Listen, I think it's great for the fact that, you know, someone has to start doing it and others will follow, but, you know, they need to, you need to be leaders in it. And 
if you can do it, then why not? There's no reason not to. Yeah, I agree. And so uh, shout out to you, Kent. I did, um, you know, shady boots. I, I did go on um, the ACLU, is it? Um, there's a website out there that uh, ranks um, businesses and their friendliness to LGBTQ people. And I couldn't, uh-huh. I couldn't find their rating. Um, but this is like a 250 page document that I just didn't really filter didn't have the time to filter through so i'm hoping that they're (laughs) i'm hoping i'm hoping that they support us as well right exactly and that they don't have like a chick-fil-a history of 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 hating us but you know what good for you for at least taking care of your um staff i know a lot of other people out there are doing it i think i read something about guy fieri doing it or starting a fund as well because our restaurants uh our restaurants and our restaurant front of house, back of house servers and things of that nature are really taking some of the hardest hits um, these days, you know? So thanks, Kent. Thanks, Kent Taylor. Shout out to you. And with that, I think that's a lovely way to end food news update. Yes. I hope that brought a little enlightenment to your pop culture news for yes, this day. loved it. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> you know, put put your little fashion twist on that. Uh, what can what's uh, Kent Taylor uh, wearing these days? What kind of suits is he wearing? Though I feel like there's a lot of denim going on at the Texas Roadhouse, and like like a nice button up, like black shirt <laughs> have you been i love a texas roadhouse for the bread alone that buttery buttery bread i've been but it was like literally i was in texas maybe like two years ago yeah um, those kind of restaurants are just like you have to be prepared to just like have a huge calorie caloric intake but yeah those like buttered rolls into it no they make their own bread listen we're coming full circle to this national sourdough day um i don't know if it's i doubt it's sourdough but it, they make their own bread and it is buttery and delicious they, they have that cinnamon um butter that's like delish yeah <laughs> <laughs> Honey, let me ask you something. Have you been giving me us uh, quarantine fashions, or have you been, uh, you know, because everyone's spending hours and hours on Instagram these days? Have you been scrolling through and just judging all the quarantine <laughs> fashions these days? No, I mean, I have been doing so. I've been doing a live every night, or not every well, I've been doing a live Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern on my Instagram. So I've been trying to serve fashions, I've been trying to do some cute, like, colorful looks to be cheerful. Um, That's what I've been serving. Wait a minute, Um, wait a minute. Talk about this live really quickly. What happens on this live? So it's just a kiki. It's just so I recently started doing my own podcast. So it's um, OJ and B, the podcast. um, And you can find information and subscribe on dnrstudios.com. So... I do that on Thursdays, every Thursday at 3 p.m. live, and then it plays until the next week that we do it live. But in between the time when, now that we're all locked up in quarantine, I started doing a live at 9 p.m. So it's just a way to kiki, say hi, kind of informal but fun. People come on, but I've had really fabulous people come on, like pop on and share the screen with me, like my friend Dave Thomas, who is a stylist for John Legend. I've had Laurel DeWitt, who's a fabulous um, fashion person, a fashion designer who's dressed Cardi B and J-Lo. Um, who else? I've had drag queens pop by. 
So all sorts. You haven't of had Michael Munoz pop by in a caftan or something, honey. Wait a minute. So it can't Wait. be that fabulous. Excuse me. <laughs> has, have you popped on my live? Have you said hello? I, I've, I've been there. I've so, I've waved. Oh yeah, you have. But you need to, if you know, let me know. Just pop on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This has turned into a Real Housewives reunion. <laughs> Like, which you, you know, which you know, we both uh, love. I think uh, were you at that Aviva Dresher fashion uh, show years ago, um, and it happened right after she threw her leg? Because I know you were there at the leg throwing. I was at the leg throwing for the Team Sonia party, and that was beyond amazing, and everyone gagged, but um, in all sorts of ways. But um, I, I don't think I went to her fashion show, but I went to Sonia Morgan's fashion show this past year um, in 2019 and that was fun so the season for Real Housewives of New York I think is like eight, the first week of April so I know. see if I I'm in the background I don't know if I you I want to go I want to I, I love that Sonia Morgan she's so kooky yeah she's yeah. fabulous and fun and she's just how she is on the show so oh yeah I've known Sonia for like 11 years 10 years 10 years I love years. that. I love that. But let's circle back because I got us way <laughs> off track here. Back to quarantine fashions for a minute. Um, so you're giving us fashions every night on the live, right? Well, yes. uh, any advice to people just cooped up and, and, and needing to live the fantasy? I think it's really important just to have fun and do whatever makes you feel good, whether that's like an athleisure moment, let's get real like sweatpants. But I think it's good to, you know, I see a lot of people dressing up just for themselves because I think that what that says is it's, it's always been about you. It's never been about what other people think about you, for me at least. So it's like dress with what makes you feel good. And if you want to wear a cocktail dress, wear a cocktail dress. If you want to get do your hair and do your makeup and take some selfies and get some content in or whatever makes you feel good. I think it's really important to be as fabulous as you can be in your own space because why not? You yeah, know, I, I love it. Well, these days, you know, cause um, I, I've been doing some brand pairing myself and so on and so forth. Like I've just been a little uninspired for the content. So more and more of my clothes are coming off and not that anybody wants to see my ass naked, but <laughs> I've been, I've been. What is the response been? I, I've been. I've been living my Instagram like foodie thirst trap dreams for like a hot second. Yeah, are people sliding into the DMs? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all, girl. There. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Th I don't know if you're divulged. Oh, hello. Nope. We're here. Oh, sorry. I dropped my phone. I don't know if you're divulging all the secrets. Oh, girl. no. Well, uh, listen, we're re real candid on this pod. Listen, I was so frazzled this morning setting this up. I grabbed I grabbed my dildo instead of my microphone. Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> girl, yes. We, listen, we got, we got nothing to hide on this podcast. So right. I would tell you if people are sliding into the DMs. Listen, I've had some like uh, major... Uh, Instagram thirst traps that are doing like body positivity movement things on this. And he uh, shouted out the pod a ton. And we talk all about sending nudes on, on the pod, so on and so forth. Not a one. No one slides into my DMs, girl. Oh, girl. Well, you know, same here. Like, not for that, at least. So, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm living my like id gaff moments. Like, I really don't give a fuck. I'm making Good. sure that these, uh, that these queens out there know who can get it when this shit is over. 
Yes. Well, after it's all over, everyone's going to be hungry and I'm going to be a snack, honey. That's it. <laughs> on, entree. on snack. Um, have you been cooking at all yourself during this? Uh, I just know how to make like breakfast. And then I've been trying to, I started to try to cook more last year. So I don't really know what I'm doing. Excuse me. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm trying and it's a lot of easy things, but I'm diving into like cooking chicken and like basic bitch shit, like cooking ground turkey. So, you know, I'll get there, but I'm not like one of those girls who can throw down like you. Well, you know, um, listen, your inherent attraction to celebrities and pop culture and fashion um, are equivalent to my inherent attraction to the stove and just a little bit of like, you know, it was an instinct on how to cook and how, how this just... You know how people are really good at math? That's not me, but like cooking yeah. is my cooking is my math. Like I, I just kind of know, know you how it works. Certain you know? mindset to know what like will go good together. And I don't know. I'm starting to think more. I'm starting to get more experimental. I'm starting to experiment more with adding flavors and doing different things. But what's it's very, what's very your favorite deep. meal? Out, that out. No, out. Out. Um, ooh, I love, like, so in New York City, I love pastis. That's, like, one of my favorite restaurants, like, that kind of cuisine. I don't know. I love, like, a chicken dish. I love, like, a salmon dish. I love Italian food. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love uh, fucking pasta? But if, like, what's your, like, what's the meal? What's the go-to meal? If you only could eat one thing today from where, your favorite place ever, what would you be eating? O-M-G, what would I eat today? Um, I would probably want to go and order something. I would probably want to order brunch from somewhere, actually. <laughs> brunch? Eggs? <laughs> no, I know. I told you. Oh, my God. Now you're seeing I'm like a basic <laughs> bitch when it comes to food. No, I don't, I don't know. I would want, like, I know. I... Oh, I know exactly what I'd want to order, and it's going to be so lame. I really want a grilled chicken wrap with balsamic vinaigrette and a green juice. Um, okay. I yeah, I mean, listen. You look disgusting. How I look about that Subway story, you looked at me, <laughs> how I just told you what I wanted to eat today. <laughs> Listen, grilled chicken isn't isn't really hard to make. I just you just have to remember. Listen, the the your your draw on call upon your Mexican ancestors and just see and just season the shit out of the. I know. The chicken. Oh my god! I I'll never forget the day I was food shamed on in your mouth pot. <laughs> <laughs> there is no food shaming on the no, pod that look you were like um wow so anyway a, a grilled chicken know. wrap okay i mean That's i'm like what i want today i'm hungry i don't know i because i try to keep it healthy with what i eat because you know i don't know but if i was being bad i'd want like a lasagna or i would want like I don't know. I would probably want to order from atomic wings and get like the yes now we're talking the atomic wings with the waffle fries but yeah delicious. i don't allow myself to eat like that because it's not a cute moment no <laughs> me, me neither but uh we're, we're playing make-believe here <laughs> oh yeah i would want like actually i would love like i used to love getting a chicken tender meal with fries and like honey mustard and ranch 
Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Now yes, we're yes. talking, because when I mentioned the grilled chicken wrap and the green juice, you looked at me like you were going to, like, slap me. Listen, you're talking to somebody who drinks a green juice every morning. I have a celery, turmeric, and ginger root juice every morning. Oh, I love that. All I right? just got a juicer, so I need you to give me, like, a, a juice yeah. recipe. <laughs> Listen, you know you can call on me for any questions, any advice. You just shoot me a text, and I am would be more than happy to help you and guide you through it, you know, because oh, it's it's something uh, that I think you can learn very quickly and very easily the basics of. And then once you have the basics down, it's all just about mix and matching, really. Right. Exactly. You know, you're not you're not cooking at the French Laundry here. <laughs> you're right. cooking at home for yourself, so it doesn't have to be you know majorly complicated. Yeah, but when I look at your Instagram stories and you're like you play everything and it looks so fabulous, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I just like my food to look good sometimes. Anywho, um, listen, this has been such a great podcast episode. I've had so much fun uh, with you. Let the kids know where they can find you, what's coming up. Give them all the information, honey. Yes, so you can find me on Instagram, Jonathan R. Valdez, Twitter, Jonathan Valdez, and then you can go to Facebook and go join the Orange Juice and Biscuits um, Facebook page, or there's the Jonathan's Juicy Juicers, which was created by a listener for my podcast, which is every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, OJMB the podcast on DNR Studios. If you type in the word orange, you can get a week for free. And my lives every night, uh, Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern on Instagram. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And ob- obviously we'll link that all out to make it easier to find if that went Yay. by a little too quick for you. But don't forget, you can always just hit the rewind button. <laughs> oh, I know. Be resourceful. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, DN- that DNR Studios, I've been trying to break through the those doors for a minute they're not trying oh, to hear me um, to, um I'll ha- i need to have you on yes 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 but that's a that's a story for after we finish the pod girl um thank you so much for being on the pod and coming to play with me today and giving us a little bit of a quarantine relief yes quarantinis of course thank you so much for having me i was so excited when you asked me to come on so thank you yes anytime uh folks out there in your mouth listeners i hope you're staying safe please i hope you're staying home taking care of your loved ones from afar listen i had a friend drop some food off to me just because he made too much he saw me he dropped that bag and ran so fast you would have thought the police were chasing him (laughs) but listen that's that's real so please take care of yourselves out there and as always thanks for listening to in yo mouth